You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. They do not. The Rams do not. Now, if you if you told me week one, Rams and Seahawks are playing each other, the score is going to be 30 to 13. I, I thought it would have been the opposite way for sure. But the Rams came out. Give them credit, man. Everybody buried them. Absolutely buried them and said that they were done and they were going to be terrible. And they still will be. But for one week, they came out and surprised a lot of people. And the first thing I think of that is I think of uh, – Jim Tom Sula's first game and Chip Kelly's first game when the Niners looked really good in week one, too. Yeah. And then it all goes to hell pretty quickly. But as long as Stafford's healthy, they're going to be able to put up some points. And you showed it sure. in this game. It was one of those games where you always hear about those late round rookie receivers in camp. And you're like, oh, I'm going to take them late in my fantasy draft. And then they have seven catches the whole year and don't do anything. But this Puka Nakua, Nakua, did I say his name? Puka, Puka Nakua, Nakua, yeah. 10 catches for a buck 19. And yep. Tutu Atwell, who had in a dynasty league for two years and cut, decided to finally have a good game. <laughs> six six catches for 119 yards. Yeah. When you think the whole the whole time it's going to be Tyler Higby and Van Jefferson. And Jefferson dropped right. what would have been a long touchdown, so he might have had a good game if he did that. But these two guys come out of nowhere. Uh, Stafford goes 24 for 38 for 334 yards, and they put up 30 points on a Seattle team that some people were talking about as a sleeper team for the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. But that's what some people said. Surprising, but they also couldn't run the ball. They had 40 carries for just 92 yards versus yeah. Seattle. And the game was actually 13-7 Seahawks at halftime. And then the Seahawks lost a couple offensive linemen and kind of all hell broke loose one mm-hmm. the other way. So I, I think, and we'll see if I'm going to be proven wrong, but I think this is one of those week one barrage games where the Rams just look really good. And they're going to come out against the Niners team who beat them by a combined score of 55-23 to last year who sacked mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford nine times last year. And I think the Niners are just going to, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be really ugly. Yeah. You know, the, I, I, I wanted to dive into, I'm like, how did, how did the Rams beat the Seahawks 30 to 13? And, you know, I, I'm not a film guy. I'm not, I don't have, and you know, I don't have access to the all 22 or anything like that. And so a lot of that just, you know, is, is kind of looking at, looking at the, the box score, um, looking at team stats and trying to figure out kind of a theme of the game. And, and honestly, you know what it feels like? It feels like 
Sean McVay knew, knew that he was walking into uh, Seattle with the significantly less talented roster than the Seahawks have. Not again that the Seahawks have this ultra talented roster, but they have a more talented roster than the Rams. And their game plan was the game plan that you would have going into a game where you know that you are outclassed almost everywhere on the field. And you look at, and, and then I think Seattle went into this game going, who the hell is on that Rams team? We don't even need to prepare. We're going to, we're going to just stomp a mud hole in these guys and, and came out flat. And you look at, you look at the Seattle offense that was good last year. I mean, it was Geno Smith was good last year. He won comeback player of the year because he came back from being a shitty quarterback, which I think is lame, but it is what it is. Um, but this Seahawks offense against a, a no name Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald. That's it. That's all that's on that defense. Aaron Donald. They managed 180 total yards, 180 total yards. Both teams had nine drives, but the Rams doubled up the Seahawks in time of possession, 40 minutes to 20 minutes. They also ran 32 more plays than the Seahawks did, 78 to 46. But here's the thing. The Rams got 27 first downs. The Seahawks only got 13. But the Rams had 17 third downs, and they converted on 11 of them. That is not going to happen against a no, San Francisco 49ers defense. Yeah, No, it's not. And, and, that, and the San Francisco defense is significantly better than Seattle's defense. And what San Francisco can do that Seattle can't is rush the quarterback. And so I think that the Rams are going to try and go in against the 49ers with the same kind of game plan. Like you said, they ran the ball 40 times. Were they successful running it? No. They averaged 2.3 yards a carry because they got 92 yards. But they were converting their third downs, which if you're only averaging 2.3 yards a rush, are going to be long third downs. Again, that's not something that's sustainable against a 49ers defense that shut down a, a, a Steelers offense that, while we don't know how good Kenny Pickett is, it's still an offense that was performing in the preseason and an offense that many predicted would be significantly better than they were last year. The Rams struggle against the 49ers defense anyway, and now they don't have Cooper Cup and they have a patchwork offensive line. Like I do think that this game is going to get ugly. And, and that's not me being a homer for the 49ers. It's just the reality of the situation. This team, this Rams team brought in 50 rookies to camp. 50. <laughs> 50. Like, the, the, the talent disparity is unreal. And I know what the Rams did in week one. It's not happening in week two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, and you just look at the history with the Niners and, and what they've they've owned the, the Rams for the last, what, four years or whatever it's been. Um, obviously, the one game they needed to beat them, and that, that that's the one victory they had in the NFC Championship game. But for the yeah. most part, Kyle owns McVay during the regular season. The player I think is good that's going to really explode in this game is Debo Samuel. So we had yeah. a pretty pedestrian game last week. Uh, they gave five catches for 55 yards. Mm-hmm. But his last six, including the playoffs against the Rams, he has 36 catches for 578 yards and six total TDs. I feel like this is a Debo game. Mm-hmm. This kind of feels like a Debo game to me. And the way the Niners ran their offense last week, Ayuk had eight targets, Debo had seven, Kittle had six, McCaffrey had five, and then Jennings and Eli Mitchell each had one in the passing game, which is fine for me. You got those four studs, throw them the ball. I'm fine with that game plan. And Jennings and, and whoever else can kind of get the leftovers here. But I feel like it's going to be similar. I think they're going to rely on those four guys again. And I, I just see Debo, whether he gets a few on the ground or whatever, I think he's going to have a really, really big game and be the guy that kind of breaks through for the Niners. Bosa also a lot of, has a lot of success against the Rams too. Uh, he's got 32 pressures and six and a half sacks in the last five against them. And he had three and a half sacks against the Rams in the two games last year. So Bosa had maybe a quiet game for him and as he will, as he's working his way back here. But I think those are the two guys that I think the stars are, are going to have Nice days. I could see Bosa getting a sack or two. And like I said, Debo having his breakout game of the year. Yeah. Well, and and if you look at, at the Seahawks offensive performance against the Rams in week one, Kenneth Walker ran the ball 12 times for 64 yards, which is a 5.3 yard average. There was mm-hmm. there were there was yardage to be had on the ground. They just couldn't continue to run because they got down so big in the second half and they had to throw. And for whatever reason, that passing offense was wildly unsuccessful uh they had a total of what was it 95 passing yards uh because of a 17 yards taken away due to two sacks uh which is an average of 3.4 yards per pass so obviously that <laughs> that seattle offense was on the struggle bus all day against the rams a no-name defense again outside of aaron donald we mentioned it on the last show my favorite clip from week one was hearing Gino yell, oh my God, as uh, Aaron Donald bore down upon him in the pocket. But like I said, I don't think the Seattle team is as good as people thought they would be. I also don't think they're as bad as they showed in week one. I don't think the Rams are as bad as people thought they would be. I think Sean McVay is a great coach, but also I don't think they're anywhere near as good as it appeared to be in week one. So to me, you look at that week one game between those two and you go, I can't take anything away from this. In, in in terms of trying to figure out what's going to happen between these two teams, the 49ers and the Rams, because like I said, the talent disparity is so large that outside of catastrophic injuries, I don't foresee any way that the Rams could pull out any kind of victory in this game. In fact, the 49ers are eight and a half point favorites. And I would venture, I would, I, I would still bet that I would bet, I would bet the Rams getting eight and a half because what's the outside of that NFC championship game? I think the average margin of victory uh, for Kyle Shanahan against the Sean McVay led uh, LA Rams in the regular season, I think the average margin of victory is 10. So uh, it's, it's more than one score. So uh, again, 
you just have to you just have to be realistic, right? And I I guarantee Rams fans are realistic. Maybe mm-hmm. some of them aren't, but this the 49ers should not enter this game with the same mindset that I think the Seahawks did, which is we are going to dog walk this team. And I don't think they will because I think this team is focused on the end goal, which is the Super Bowl. So I don't think they're going to go in with the attitude that we're going to dog walk them, but I do think that they will go in and dog walk them at the home away from SoFi Stadium. They're wearing their home reds. It's like they know. It's like they know. You know where my brain's going right now? And and anybody who follows me or listens to the show knows I can be pessimistic. But my brain right now, I'm trying to tell yourself, Al, things can go wrong. Don't go there. Don't think good thoughts, but I'm still doing it. Are the Niners going to have this division wrapped up by Thanksgiving? It's kind of what I feel like right now. Kind of where my head's going. I would not at all be surprised. Yeah. The way... Again, I just feel like, and I know it's like, okay, it was one game. It was week one. Ellie, you just said week one could be a mirage. I understand all that. But I just feel like this team, you talked about what McCaffrey said. George Kittle talked about their window earlier in the offseason or in the preseason or whatever it was. This team understands the assignment. They they yeah. understand the importance of this year. And I thought what they did in week one showed that. They're not, they're not going to take their foot off the gas. Like They're out there with a purpose. And I think they're going to go out and they're going to, for sure, I think beat the Rams, the Giants, and the Cardinals. I mean, it's a major yes. upset if they lose to any of those three teams. Then you're four and all yeah. going into that Dallas game. And the, I, I don't see the Rams or it's the Cardinals having any chance. And the Seahawks got some tough games, man. Seahawks are going yeah. to Detroit this week. They lose that game and they end up 0 and 2. And the Niners mm-hmm. are 2 and 0, which we expect them to be. I mean, let's go. Let's go. Seattle you get an 0 and 2 hole. You got to play the Niners twice still. Um, they got to play Dallas. Play and Dallas Eagles. later in the season. They have to play Dallas. They have to play. They're going. They have to go to the Ravens. They have to go to the Bengals. Like that's that's a that's a tough that's tough for Seattle. Yeah. You know they're not. So can can ten and seven sure, but nine and eight. I think they're going to be in that in that range. And I really am looking at Thanksgiving now. That Thanksgiving game against the the Seahawks. Before we were talking about it, like are they going to win? Does it? Now I'm thinking, does it matter? That's honestly yeah. where my brain's going right now. And if, yeah. <laughs> again, I'm, I know I'm typically pessimistic, but I, I just feel I feel as confident in this team as I have in a really, really, really long time. 